0: The Flash is getting review-bombed, and it's not doing well at the box office. Meanwhile, James Gunn has officially unveiled his choices for Superman and Lois in his upcoming Superman movie. We'll be talking about that and much more, so stick around. Hello everyone and welcome to Casual Experts Only where we talk about all things nerdy. We are your hosts Mike and Luke and today we're going to be talking about the new Superman Legacy casting that just broke yesterday and we're going to be talking about some reports that Kevin Smith came up with have been kind of going around the internet and they've been kind of debunked and we'll be talking about the flash the negative reception from it as well as its poor box office performance. So, Keeping in the Flash vein, let's talk about um, the box office stuff that's kind of been going around. I've been kind of loath to talk about it, but um, Collider released an article recently, just kind of breaking down the the movie had about like a production budget of two hundred million, and then with an advertising budget of at least sixty five million, the Flash has to make around two hundred sixty five million to four hundred million at the global box office just to break even. Granted, that is kind of a huge, I mean, that is kind of a big, it's almost a $200 million range, but still, right. uh, it seems like the low end, at least, is kind of like where we need to break even, and currently, it's been in theaters for like two weeks now, mm. uh, and t- two and a half, and currently, it's sitting at two hundred a little over, well, almost $211 million worldwide. worldwide, um, so at this point, it seems like it'll be lucky to even get to the $265 million mark. Yeah. Um, which I know I had like a seventy five percent like drop on its second weekend or something. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah. Um, which yeah, like I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I'm not one hundred percent sure. I feel like there's a lot of different reasons why this could be the case. But I mean, all in all, it's. I feel like the negative reviews are just being really loud though I don't yeah. think people, because I think most people that I've talked to that have seen it, liked it. And it's right. got like an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes with the audience and even a 65 with critics, which isn't terrible. Right. Uh, and it's got like a 7.4 on IMDb rating. So like, I don't know. I feel like there's certain people that are like review bombing it and going on mm-hmm. like, you know, online and just giving it horrible reviews. And I feel like that is somewhat driving people to not want to see it. I think there's other people who are like, you know, not seeing it because of Ezra Miller though. I feel like not that many people really know about the controversy. Right. I, f- right. I feel like it's more the people who were already mad about the movie to begin with, you know, because their Snyder fans are mad at Warner Brothers for d- different things or just, you know, don't like DC. Yeah. There
1: seems to be like a big uh like a DC bias happening yes. um yeah. because like I don't know. I mean, people are just like uh, you know, I saw the movie a couple weeks ago. and It, it was I, I liked it But people who yeah. haven't seen it are just kind of dogging on it like mm-hmm. the CGI and like right i then... getting into spoilers I feel like there was a fair enough explanation why the CGI was bad like in yeah. the universe like the director actually had like it That was intentional. I don't necessarily agree with that. But it, like, you know, it was, it was a choice yeah. Um, but yeah, it feels like there's just a, a bias happening because Mm-hmm. Even with bad CGI and, like, resurrecting dead actors, like, mm-hmm. why, why aren't you guys mad at Star Wars? They've been doing that for years. But, it, you know, yeah. it seems like there's just a big a bias against DC specifically. At least that's what I'm seeing.
0: Yeah, and, like, I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm, I've been hearing, like, the Fast and Furious franchise is sort of bringing back Paul Walker that's what as I heard, well, yeah. and there's nowhere near as much, like, anger at that. Plus, they literally had to get permission from the estates of the dead actors so it's like they have the family's permission like why are you mad you know yeah like if anybody should be mad it's the family and if they gave permission then like what are you upset about plus it's like it's not like they're making a whole new movie with with christopher reeve or something it would just like some little like throwaway like cameo tribute thing like they did the same thing with george reeve i don't see people Mm -hmm. like getting mad about that so i i I feel like it's just like a christopher reeve thing they're kind of I don't know, just kind of want yeah. want to be mad about something, but right. Uh, speaking of yeah, plus with the CGI, like there there were definitely things like that could have been improved for sure. But I feel like yeah, you see a lot of that crap in Marvel too, and uh, yeah, exactly. There's like a lot. There's definitely like a CGI downgrade happening just because there's too many projects and too like mm-hmm. not enough, you know, all all that kind of stuff. And I feel like this movie is getting mm-hmm. like unfairly like po- kind of picked on for that yeah. when it's happening a lot like I don't see as much outcry like even with like the new Ant-Man and stuff there's like there's like right. CGI everywhere I don't know why this movie is you know because there there were yeah. some really cool special effects in that movie as well That's like every, every, everyone's just kind of ignoring you know
1: yeah I think outside of those sequences that were bad on purpose I guess according to the director like there's yeah. some good moments of CGI in the movie yeah so it's not like it's not all bad
0: I feel like a lot of the reviews are coming from people who haven't even seen it like yeah. for real, or just like there're p- people that have seen it that like wanted to hate it and then everyone right. else is just kinda like jumping on that bandwagon, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I what? had
1: a couple of uh Warner Brothers news that I want oh, to talk about. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so the uh the new I guess president of Warner Brothers Discovery, David Zaslav. Yeah. He's is uh you know, his whole thing is like saving money and so he's cutting back a lot of things. <laughs> And one of the things he was cutting back was uh, TCM, Turner Classic Movies. Oh. And um, I believe it was this past weekend, but uh, Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, and Paul Thomas Anderson all had a meeting with him about not uh, not doing that. Not doing that? Um, <laughs> right. Enough. Yeah. And, I, didn't, um, I didn't even
0: know they owned TCM. T- T- yeah, CM. Warner
1: Brothers owns yeah TCM. And, Interesting.
0: You know, I feel like... Um, with with a lot of
1: movies that are there, they're so old that they don't really... They're not really in circulation except from TCM. And I feel like if mm-hmm. that goes away, then a lot of these movies are going to be lost. So I feel like it's yeah. kind of important that that's there. Um, right,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, and then there was another one. I don't really know the whole story. I just kind of heard this briefly, but... Uh, apparently Warner brothers just gave Christopher Nolan a check of, I'm not even sure how much money, but they gave him a lot of money recently to try to kind of bring him back. I, I did kind of hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. He left, uh, after tenet. Right. Um, so I think it's, we're going to have to see how, what, what Oppenheimer does. And then yeah. I think we'll have to see after that. Um, yeah. yeah, I had one other, one other story that is not connected, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, it was, Vulture put out an article a couple of days ago about the Spider-Verse and you know, other people working on it, and there was um, four anonymous animators who worked on the movie who were kind of talking about how yeah. how bad it was. I wanted to talk about
0: this, I, I kind of forgot, yeah, I'm glad you are bringing yeah. it up.
1: Um, and all of them seemed to bring up specifically Phil Lord, and how <laughs> he just kind of didn't, I, I don't know how to describe it, like he... His process is kind of just making it up as he goes along, which I think mm. is fine in live action and yeah. live action comedy specifically, but I feel like with animation, it doesn't really work. Uh, yeah, that's really hard um, to
0: improvise with
1: animation. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. Because, like, you know, there's, like, whole teams that have to do, like, oh, this whole team is working on the water physics and over here doing mm-hmm. hair, and it's like, well, we're going to scrap yeah. this whole team, we're doing something else, and then, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, not a good book, but, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: And I find that interesting too. Cause I've saw a lot of people on like Instagram and tw- Twitter and stuff, like showing scenes from the movie, like, you know, showing the r- really cool animation saying like, this is what happens when you pay your employees well and give them four years to mm. work on something. And now this comes out. It's like, you know, yeah, nothing's perfect. You know, <laughs> Right. I feel, right. you know, like they're kind of saying like, how come Sony has the best animation out of all the movies coming out? And it's like, Well, for one thing, they had years, but also, you know, it's like it it seems like it wasn't exactly perfect. But that being said, like the end product was very well done. So applaud the animators for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Last like really quick things uh, to talk about. Kevin Smith said a couple things recently about a Batman Beyond film. He said like he talked Mm -hmm. to. David Uzlan, the son of Michael Uslan, who's like an is an executive producer on like a, pretty much all the Batman films ever, <laughs> pretty much, mm-hmm. and he said he talked to my, David Uslan at the uh, Flash premiere, and David yeah. told him that his dad was at home like looking at the numbers for the flash because if it did well they were gonna make a batman beyond movie or something Mm -hmm. uh but then david uzlan actually came out on instagram and was like no like he he basically said said something about like he didn't like you know like don't believe everything you see on the internet like he he posted a meme like Mm -hmm. you know and and then people said like oh is that batman beyond rumor one of them he said yes so, mm, I mean, that's not super surprising because the Batman Beyond movie was like years mm. ago. Like, I'm pretty sure that news broke that they were going to make Michael Keaton Batman Beyond like before he was even like confirmed for the Flash. And yeah. then it seemed like that movie got axed a long time ago, so I'm not sure why that came back. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, was, it was kind of implied that there was new plans, but I guess right. not. I I don't know. Kind of weird. Um, but mm. Kevin Smith still sticks to his story that David. Uzlan told him that at the premiere, so who knows, like who said what, but it doesn't seem like there was, I don't know, who knows, <laughs> at, right, at right. this point. Uh, Kevin Smith also said something about Warner Brothers approaching Christian Bale to be in The Flash, and a bunch of news outlets just ran with it. But this was his actual quote. Um, he said this on his podcast, I think. Uh, I think that there's a world where they didn't, where where they hadn't shot that, like talking about the George Clooney cameo. We right should... spoilers. <laughs> uh, I I, think that there's a world where they hadn't shot that until like fucking two weeks ago. It feels like they were like, it could be anybody. And I'm sure they were asking Christian Bale for like months and months, hoping that he'd break down and he was like, no. So they're like, all right, let's pivot. Let's do another Bat- Batman. And they just grabbed George Clooney. Now that like, if you really listen to it, it's obvious he's just speculating. Like there's no yeah. real but a lot of news sites like ran with it saying like Warner Brothers uh dogged Christian Bale for months and he just t- kept telling him to go to hell you know like right, like right. headlines like that and it's like well
1: and i'm pretty sure that Grace Randolph broke the Clooney cameo back in like february or something i we knew about this for a while i think
0: yes that is true and uh smith even responded to all this on twitter saying like, it was just conjecture not inside information Here's an Mm -hmm. actually credible The Hollywood Reporter article by Boris Kitt about how that cameo was shot six months ago. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was shot a while ago, which, I mean, like, they probably did talk to Bale, maybe. Yeah, I
1: mean, that would make sense. Pretty much every Batman's in the movie anyway.
0: Right, exactly. So, you know, and... But he's been pretty adamant that he he wouldn't return without... Mm -hmm. um, Christopher Nolan, so... Yeah. But... Uh yeah, last little thing I kind of I wanted to cover. It's nothing huge, but apparently, um, the mar- well, supposedly the end credit scenes for the Marvels, like a, a description for them, got leaked. Yeah. Um, but this is on Reddit, so take this with a yeah. grain of salt. You know, that's this happens a lot where. It's totally inaccurate, which which also spoilers if you you know don't want to know about the end credit scenes. But I guess one of them, Monica gets like transported to like some other dimension and she ends up waking up in a hospital where she sees her mom, but she's in like the Captain Marvel getup, like mm. b- basically the version from Doctor Strange 2. But I, you know, I thought she died, so I'm not sure what they're going to do with that. So that kind of gives me pause like if, you know is this real but the second one seems like it's setting up the the young avengers um mm-hmm. like Kamala Khan ends up i guess meeting up with Kate Bishop and okay. the way they're they're teasing things it seems like it seems like they're going for, for like the the young avengers which makes mm-hmm. total sense like they've already introduced like 90% of the young avengers lineup right so far though i've seen some people online like e- even this article from fandom wire which i found this info information on is trying to act like the young avengers is going to replace the avengers hmm. which like there's no indication of that at all the young, because right. it's like if you're, if we're going off the comics the young avengers and the avengers are two you know two different e- entities Yeah, like one doesn't replace the other, so I feel like, like, yeah, they're definitely replacing some of the older Avengers with new heroes, but I don't see the young Avengers necessarily replacing um, Mm. the Avengers. Mm. I mean, you know, it's the MCU, so maybe, but there's no real indication of that so far. And it's definitely, I don't think, a very good good idea to just have like a bunch of teenagers be the main face of the MCU. I don't think that's going to go over well with most people.
1: Yeah, and I think the. Well, my thing is that there's not really a Young Avengers movie or TV show that's been announced or anything like that's that. That's true. Yeah. So, like, I don't know where these people are going to show up. You know, <laughs> like, what yeah, are we, that's what are a we good leading point. towards?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel I feel like the MCU has really been like slow uh, paying off, like end credits and yeah. stuff. Like, we're just now getting Secret Invasion, and I feel like that mm. was set up in like the end credit scene of Spider-Man Two. Like in 2019. So it's been like, you know, four years is like, okay. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they, they don't pay off the young Avengers until like well, well after secret wars or something, you know? Right. But yeah. All right. Well, it is official. We officially have, uh, the casting choices for Superman and Lois for Superman legacy. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. we we actually recorded a whole like segment about this uh Hollywood Reporter article talking about like the test screenings and who the front runners are and then, like an hour later I looked online like oh they just re- released the whole <laughs> they actually right, just already right. cast somebody so we uh David Sweat and Rachel mm-hmm. Brosnahan are officially going to be Clark Kent and Lois Lane respectively. Yeah. Yeah. Um not super su- I mean I I, I'm, I guess I'm not super surprised about David Sweat um because like he was i mean he's he's been a fan cast for like Mm. three or four years now right um and that hollywood reporter article was saying he um nicholas holt and Mm. what's the other guy's name i kind of forget the other guy's name but um but they were both up for superman legacy and i i believe rachel brosnahan um Emma Mackey and actually I'm just going to pull their names up right here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. So the other, the other guy's name was Tom Brittany and mm. the other actress's name who was up for Lois, his name, Phoebe DeNever. She's like from Bridgerton, I think. Uh, okay. But yeah, out of all those, like, I mean, honestly, David, like I'm very happy with David Cornswede yeah. as Superman. Um, you know, I feel like he's, just from like his looks, but also seeing when in interviews and stuff, he mm-hmm. kind of seems like one of the, like he kind of seems like one of the, those actors who was kind of b- born to play the role kind of thing. Like kind of like right. Christopher Reeve and Henry Cavill, I think mm-hmm. um, he's just seems insanely suited for the role. And it's actually yeah. kind of funny because uh, he actually talked about, playing Superman like a few years ago when the Mm. rumors first came. Well, not rumors, but like when the fan casting started coming out, like in apparently all all the way back in 2019, Okay, um, he had an interview with entertainment weekly then. And they basically asked him like, you know, there's been a lot of comparisons to you and Henry Cavill online. Like, what do you think about that? And he said, I'm officially not taking a position. I think that's the way to go, but it hasn't come to my attention it actually came to my attention before the internet got a hold of me. And my sort of pie-in-the-sky ambition is definitely to play Superman. And Mm. that kind of reminds me of uh tom holland because there was like an interview like back when he was like 15 or 13 you know like oh. when somebody asked him, like oh hey if you, you you could play a superhero who would it be and he said oh probably spider-man you know so <laughs> kind of wish fulfillment's there i guess uh he he also continued and said i would love to see somebody do a really upbeat throwback i love the henry mm-hmm. cavill dark and gritty take but i would love to see the next one be, be very bright and optimistic and I definitely see that kind of being the direction James Gunn is going yeah, with, yeah. which is, yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's fine. I think there's mm-hmm. many different aspects to, like, Superman and the mythos. What right, what bothers right. me is when people try to boil it down to, like, one thing, mm-hmm. you know, and act like, oh, yeah. th- th- this character is only this. I'm like, but, you know, there's literally 80 years of <laughs> exactly. comic history. You can't exactly. just say it's one thing. Uh, he, he also said the cool thing about Superman is that everybody – says is the problem with the character which is that he's invincible that's the most interesting thing about him what a difficult position for a person to be in there's so much to be mined there and deal with the drama that's inherent in somebody who doesn't have any problems and can't die so I thought that was interesting I kind of pulled that up i, I mm. didn't really even know it was <laughs> i didn't even know about that interview until just recently yeah. but seeing a lot of people kind of complaining that david corn looks too much like henry cavill and if mm. if they cast him like well, what, what's the point of recasting though he is younger um right. but i think that's a little dumb they both look like superman i don't think david's right looks like henry cavill i think they both look like superman yeah they yeah. both, so I think that's more, so it's more like, well, do you want an actor to to look like Superman or not? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do you want him to cast some like random person? Like, oh, let's cast Timothy Chalamet, you know, like, what, like, like, what do you want, you know?
1: Right. I was going through their the the both the actors of the Lois Lane and Superman actor like yeah. podcast, yeah. going through their IMDb, and it turns out they were both on House of Cards.
0: I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I've never seen House of
1: Cards, so I have no idea if they were ever ever seen together. But I just mm-hmm. found that was interesting. They were both on the same show.
0: That is interesting. Yeah, I I know he was in that Netflix series Hollywood that came out a few years ago. Um, he was in that movie the horror movie Pearl that came out yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. But I I haven't seen him in anything though. As right. of yet, uh, but Rachel Brosnahan, I haven't really seen her in anything except the Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, but, yeah. I mean, you know, she was good in that, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't, I think she was she, she was probably like my second pick out of the list. I probably would have okay. preferred, like, uh, Emma Mackey, but, like, I, I've honestly probably seen her in more stuff. Um, that's mm-hmm. probably why I think Rachel Brosnahan is, I'm sure, going to do a really good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I'm very happy with both of these choices, and I think she looks like mm-hmm. the most like Lois Lane like of sure. recent date, you know. Like actually, probably mm-hmm. ever honestly in live action that I'm thinking of. I think so too. Yeah. Um, like all like if, I mean, um, Amy Adams did a really good job, like with uh, you know, yeah. her a- attitude and everything, but like you know, didn't look much like her. Right. Um. But yeah, so that's pretty cool, and. Yeah, a lot, a lot a lot uh sooner than I expected to be honest cuz right. when we, we yeah. were just talking about it yesterday I was thinking uh, probably like the next couple months, you know. Mm-hmm. Probably like around Comic-Con. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, oh, and, and there was also uh, some rumors going around that the two Skarsgård brothers are up to be Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Um Bill and Alexander Scarsgard. Um, which is kind of interesting. I definitely see. I mean, I, 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 out of those two, I think I see Alexander. Yeah, I was going to say the
1: same thing. I don't. I think that Bill's a little too crazy for that. At least right, the way exactly. I, I see him. But I think Alexander probably could do a good job as Lex. Yeah,
0: that's still like a surprising choice, though, especially considering yeah. he's not much older than than David Corners. But which, yeah, which, which mm-hmm. also, a lot of people are like, you know, mad that they didn't just. Disc- stick with Cavill which you I mean like in 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 a perfect world i i would prefer that as well but at the same mm-hmm. time like if you're going to reboot like i right. want superman to look like superman P- plus he is 10 years younger than cavill so when mm-hmm. you think about it in like because they want the dcu to be going long term so right, right. in like 10 15 years henry cavill's going to be in his 50s right. whereas david cornsweat's going to be barely 40 you know mm-hmm. so you know, that, that that's always something to consider as, as well when, when you're doing these kind of things. And yeah, so right. whatever, whatever. I'm definitely happy. I think the the majority of people have been very on board with this casting because yeah. like, I yeah. mean, it's they, they've been saying that for years that he should be Superman. So mm-hmm. kind of wish fulfillment for like a lot of the internet there. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, so I just want to talk real briefly about the movie, like not too much, not not really speculation, but more like what we want to what we would like to see, I guess. Um, like it seems very, like it seems pretty much confirmed at this point that Lex Luthor is going to be in it Mm -hmm. likely in more of a like villain in the background. Who's going to be set up as a bigger villain going forward. But well, first off, do you have anybody who you you would like fan cast as Lex Luthor? Um, Because I don't really, to be honest with you. Yeah,
1: I don't. Yeah, I would have to be like really
0: lazy, be like, oh, somebody bald, you know. But like, obviously, that's not. Yeah,
1: I mean, we just mentioned it, but I think Alexander Stalzar could be good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Mark Strong was already in a DC Mm, movie, so maybe not. But I mean, he would be good. Um,
0: I feel like anybody who can pull off the bald look and kind of pull off the more like menacing businessman version mm-hmm. like ver- version of lex Luthor. that's kind of what i like to see because i don't think we've really gotten like a perfect lex Luthor on screen i think the closest you right. know compared to the comics i think like, like the closest we've gotten is probably like kevin spacey in superman returns but mm. that like you know he was sort of supposed to be like the gene hackman version too but i feel like he was probably closest but even then you know i don't feel like
1: yeah, what, what do you think about Ray Fiennes possibly being Lex Luthor?
0: Oh, I mean, he, I'm sure he, he he could pull it off, and, like, you know, yeah. he's definitely pulled off bald before, and...
1: Right, he's a little old, but I feel like, I don't know.
0: I don't, I mean, I kind of want Lex Luthor to be older than Superman, at least by, sure. like, 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he is older, but, yeah, yeah, I think he could pull it off. I mean, he's, he, like, he's one of those actors who can pretty much pull off anything, to be honest. right. So... Right. You know, yeah, I could definitely see that. But it does seem like they're kind of leaning towards a younger Lex. Yeah, um, yeah. For whatever reason. So, yeah, out of the choices we've heard so far, I would definitely go with Alexander Skarsgård, which is, right. is also kind of cool because in the comics, most of the time, Lex is a pretty, like, ripped guy. You know, mm-hmm. he purposefully, like, keeps his body, like, in really good shape, kind of to, like, you know, almost kind of is, like, a middle finger to S- S- Superman, you know? Like, right. you know... Like I, I wasn't born with muscles. Basically, I had to put like in the hard work to do it, you know. And mm-hmm. um, Alexander Skarsgård's a very in shape individual, so right, you can definitely see that being interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But besides Lex Luthor, like, are there any villains you would like to see?
1: Um, just off the top of my head, maybe Bizarro. Um... Yeah, yeah. If we've seen a lot of General Zod, so maybe not yeah, him. Not yet, um, no. Superman villains that would be good on screen. That's that's hard. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I mean, for me, I I, I would kind of like them to go after ones that they haven't done before in live action. Right. Like, I mean, I'd love to see Brainiac, though. I feel like he'd be bigger. Yeah. Like a, like a setup, like a bigger bad.
1: Mm-hmm, um, like mm-hmm. he, would,
0: he, like he would be cool in the first movie, but I feel like they're gonna set him up for later, but. Maybe like Parasite. I think he'd be an interesting villain yeah. to explore in I live action.
1: More of like that classic Superman vibe. Yeah. I feel like Parasite would be really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that that would work. And yeah, I mean, I definitely want to see down the road Lex Luthor in like his actual right. suit. You know. Oh, and Metallo would 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 be very cool too. We've never really seen. Yeah. I mean I'm yeah. sure he's been adapted in the CW but like who cares you know but ahead, right. you know yeah so that and and I really hope if they do metallo that that they kind of keep his look from the comics like kind of like like the terminator look you know like where yeah. it just looks like a metal skeleton I think that that'd be pretty cool but um and also he would be an interesting way to introduce kryptonite um cuz yeah. he's got like the 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 kryptonite heart or whatever um mm. But, I mean, as 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 long as they do, like, pretty cool Superman villains that haven't been done before, really, um, I would definitely be happy, I think. Yeah. As long as he's not just, like, fighting natural disasters the whole movie or something. <laughs> like, I kind of yeah. want him to actually fight, you know, an actual, like, I have an actual antagonist. Mm -hmm. it seems like so i i just looked into the metallo
1: real quick it seems like the only live action at least as far as i can tell he was in smallville and that was right
0: yeah yeah that's what i was thinking of yeah 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 he was there was an like a an early idea to have him in batman batman v superman Mm -hmm. um the scoots mcnary or whatever his name is um his character the guy who lost his legs um, okay. He was going to be like a version of Metallo, and like Lex Luthor was going to turn him into Metallo, basically. Mm. But they scrapped that idea, uh, I think, pretty early on. But yeah, sure. they've they never really had him in a movie, so he he would be interesting too. Yeah. And yeah. Mister Mixy pulks or whatever. No, <laughs> I feel like yeah. that that'd be pretty crazy. I feel like James Gunn could I could actually do him pretty I well. So. Now yeah, that I think, I think about so. it, yeah, yeah. But so as far as like personification of the character goes, like what would you want to see in, like, Superman slash Clark Kent, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, in – on our other podcast, uh, we looked at uh, some Superman stories, and I yeah. feel like – I mean, James Gunn already mentioned um,
0: – All-Star
1: Superman. All, that's right. Yeah. That's pretty name. All-Star Superman is kind of his inspiration, and that's sort of, like, yeah. idyllic, classic Superman. But then also mm-hmm. um, in the War World story, I thought what was really interesting was that he was – you know, he's very, he is very strong and I don't want to say violent, but um he does take action, but at the same time, he is very uh caring. And so he has sort of these yeah. two almost opposing characteristics that mm-hmm. kind of work really well together in like the one, I don't know. But yeah. yeah, I feel like that depiction is really interesting where it's sort of the, it seems like it's a odds with it but it does it kind of works out i don't know right i'm having a hard time explaining it but
0: well yeah because like he's 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 got like the kind and caring and warm aspect to him but then he's like he really is a a warrior though as well yeah exactly so i feel like you can have you know both of those are part of his character so having Mm -hmm. both of those in this version i think would pretty much be like the perfect version honestly because it would have like most of his characteristics from the comics i feel like um Mm -hmm. so i definitely don't hope i I definitely hope it's not too golden agey i guess sure like there's nothing wrong with you know clark being you know kind of nerdy and whatever but Mm -hmm. i'm not a huge fan of when they make him like a dope who like trips over himself i feel like that's a little bit too like 1940s and kind of like it worked with christopher reeve because of how well he did it but Mm -hmm. every other version i feel like that has tried to do that even in the comics it just comes off as kind of stupid. You know, yeah. it's like he, he doesn't feel like a real character. And I'm like, how could, you know, like, I know he's trying to hide his identity, but like, how could anybody take him seriously enough for him to be a serious mm-hmm. r- reporter, you know, when he's doing that, right. you know? Right. So I think, but granted that this, given that this movie is going to be focused more on Clark Kent, mm-hmm. according to James Gunn, I feel like they are going to make him an actual fleshed out character. So he's definitely not yeah. going to be, you know, I, I don't think he's, he's, he's going to be like a goofy caricature, you know? mm Right. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious to see how David Cornsweet and James Gunn make that work. And if they're going to make it kind of like, you know, if they're going to make a distinction between Superman and Clark Kent, where like, one is kind of like the real him and one is more of a facade, you know, mm-hmm. like some versions, Superman is the real version and Clark Kent is more the mask or, or like vice versa, you know? Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see what they do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, speaking of James Gunn and DC and everything, I, I definitely have uh, high hopes for this. And, yeah. frankly, the DCU as a whole. And right. something he said in a recent um, interview kind of just made me feel more hopeful. Uh, he, he recently, I believe just this month, he spoke with um, Michael Rosenbaum on his podcast, um, mm-hmm. just kind of talking about... It's. It seems like he's really gonna be taking like the stuff that say like the MCU did right, mm-hmm. and perhaps even what like DC did right, and putting them together and like avoiding yeah. their mistakes, which mm-hmm. I think could be like really really good for DC going forward. Right. Like if he has this like a like a string of like super good movies and series, like mm-hmm. I feel like it, it could kind of be the. Era of DC, you know, especially considering yeah. how like I feel like in some ways Marvel's declining. Not in everything, yeah. but like they're they're pumping out a lot of content, and it, mm-hmm. I'd say like half of it is is getting like m- mediocre to like bad re- yeah. reception. Um, yeah. But this is what he said on the podcast. Um, let me try and let me share this. All right, is that popping up? Yeah. Okay. Um
2: what? do you think that there are too many superhero shows and movies and because I remember when I did Smallville, there were yes, there were none. Yeah, I do think there's too many. So what do you do about that? Um but I don't think it's it's not it's it's much less a problem of too many. And yes, we are going to we're not gonna overextend ourselves at DC we're going to be very careful with the product that we put out and making sure everything is as good as it can possibly be um but i think that what's happened is people have gotten really lazy with their superhero stories and they have gotten mm-hmm. to the place where oh it's a it's a superhero let's make a movie about it you yeah. know and they make oh let's make a sequel cuz the first one did pretty well and they aren't thinking about why is this story special? What makes this story stand apart from other stories? What is the story at the heart of it all? Why is this character important? What makes this story different that it it fills a need for people in theaters to go see, you know, or on television? And that's a hard thing, isn't and it? And I think that it's just that that's kind of gotten, you know, people have gotten a little lazy. And there's a lot of, you know, Biff Pow Bam stuff happening in, in movies. And like I'm watching third acts of. Superhero films, where I really just don't, and I don't feel like there's a rhyme or reason to what's happening. I don't care. I don't care about the characters, right?
0: Yeah, so I think that was yeah, um, pretty interesting because I feel like that's like it's kind of the first time he really, um, talked talked specifically about what he's more like trying to do with DC besides just like you know building a cohesive universe. Um, Mm -hmm. so that definitely gives me um hope for what he's trying to do he's definitely prioritizing quality over quantity and i hope that Mm -hmm. i hope that it like it's it 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 pleases both fans and general audiences alike because i feel like that's Mm -hmm. a big thing that dc has not been doing um they've been like especially lately they've been kind of pissing off both unfortunately Mm -hmm. um but like you know for a while they were pleasing at least some fans but then like kind of alienating a lot of other uh aspects of the audience so you know Mm -hmm. yeah but that is pretty much everything for this episode Mm -hmm. uh thanks so much for listening for joining us we will see you next time This has been Casual Experts Only. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you choose to listen to us on, and leave us a five-star review if you would be so kind. If you would like to check out our social media and our YouTube channel, use the link in the description. This podcast comes out every other Monday, so be sure to check out all our other episodes. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.